Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, everybody. Well, good evening and uh, happy Friday to all of you. Today is June 12th, 2020, which I mention only to indicate that it is the one-year anniversary of the first date that Kristen and I went on. One year ago today, I drove an hour and 10 minutes from my house to come up to her house, which is what we're in right now. I got here like a half hour early, so I just kind of chilled out at the uh, municipal building up the street because I didn't want to be too early. I was nervous, as you can just imagine. And I, I knocked on the door and your mom answered and there you were and you came out. And we'll tell the whole story in a minute um, because we have a lot of people who ask us to tell the story of how we met and everything like that. So instead of doing a formal message tonight, we're just going to tell you our story and then we'll get to the prayers afterwards. Don't worry about that. But uh, first, I thought we'd kick off with Kristen. Why don't you tell uh, the story from your perspective and I'll do mine. Well, if I, I'm going to tell a shortened version of the story because <laughs> I could tell the long version when this would be a, a chronicle several hours long. <laughs> so just, just to talk about God's faithfulness because, um, that's what we're doing here is, is just thanking God for the miracle that he's done and just in, to encourage you in whatever you're, you're facing and uh, whatever you're praying for and praying through. So when I was 19, I had had just like one relationship. Um, prior when I was 18. And um, when I was 19, God had called me in a church service um, to dedicate my 20s to the Lord. It did not mean that I couldn't date, that dating was off limits, but it did mean that my 20s, that I wasn't going to get married in my 20s, that during my 20s, God was going to do something in my heart. And, I, and I'm so glad that um, that he called me to, and and told me to do that, instructed me, because then I went on a little bit of a journey from age 19, actually like a month later after that, um, probably, yeah, a month to the day later after that, till I was about 24 of uh, different relationships and uh, dating relationships, which I learned a lot from. And then um, from the time I was like 24, I decided, okay, now it's time to really buckle down and uh, really get alone with God and get deep in prayer and just become who I want to be before I find that person, before God brings that person to me, which I knew wasn't going to happen until I was 30. I turned 30 on April 12th. And then Jordan and I met actually online as, as we'll talk about that story a month later. Well, you're leaving a lot out. So you're leaving out the part where you became horribly frustrated and <laughs> you were ready to try online dating the day you turned 30 well, and your mom dissuaded you for from it yeah yeah you want that version of the story yeah well, i guess so <laughs> adds more depth to it i think yeah yeah you know it, it was uh i like to say that it was all i was so so positive the entire time but there were definitely times i kept a journal and uh there was definitely times um because you know, we get a lot of people on the show ask us for, you know, having different needs in their life. And for me, um, you know, getting married, finding, finding the person that I wanted to spend my life with was like something that I really, really wanted. And I felt like eluded me, uh, for whatever reason. Um, I just felt like I couldn't find that right person because God has to bring 
the right person. And she was so discouraged that she was willing to go out with somebody 50 years old. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Not me. I didn't. Not I didn't me. Go that back. was just like her upper parameter. <laughs> yes. Why did I tell him all this? Uh, you should not have. I know. That's that's uh, of the things that you told me that you ha- should not have told me. That really ranks very <laughs> low, actually. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Well, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, there were. T- <laughs> Just wait till it gets to his turn. Uh, um, <laughs> um, my face is so red. Right? I know. My face is actually redder than the red dot there. I know. Wow, it's really rich. Um, would you like to explain? No. Um, so there were a lot of times where I I was very much um, – I kept a journal. The reason I kept that journal was really God was speaking to me through that time so much. And there were times where I just felt like, oh, yes, I'm going to wait for this person. This is great. Uh, praise the Lord, doing thy praise jam. And then it, then there would be times when I would just feel so discouraged and be like, oh, God, I don't know if you're really going to do this. I don't know. Let me just, you know, why am I going to wait? I don't know. Did you really speak to me? You know, that, that always happens too when God gives you a promise. Did you really speak to me? I mean, did you really say it? Like, how do I know? And every time I would get to that place where I'd say, oh, did you really speak to me? Well, maybe not. Maybe I'm just whatever. And I would get to the point where I was like, well, I'll just kind of forget it kind of thing. Almost there. I'm telling you. Time after time, there'd be like some one time there was a woman I knew very well who was a Christian woman said, Hey, Kristen, she had no idea what was going on in my personal life. You're, are you dating somebody right now? And I was like, No. And she said, Oh, good. You know, God, God wants you to use this time for yourself. You know, I mean, people, I mean, there was a woman I met in an airport one time who told me, um, you know, God is preparing you to meet the man you're supposed to meet. I mean, I, I we would be here all day if I told those stories, but I just want to say that I know a lot of times, especially with prophecies, sometimes people, depending on where you're coming from, where you are in your religious walk with your your walk with Christ, I should say, you kind of feel like, oh, I don't know about all that prophecy stuff. Although we happen to have a lot of our listeners who are very much into the power of the Holy Spirit, which is so so awesome. But maybe you're just skeptical because of all sorts of different things, and you definitely have to test the spirits, and you definitely have to make sure that. Um, what what someone's saying is confirming what God's already saying to you. I, I completely believe with that with my whole heart. But I'm telling you, it is just amazing how every time God loved me so much that he would he would keep reminding me, and I kept a journal of it for that reason. He would keep reminding me, nope, you're on the right path. Just wait. You know, and I hated that word. That was such a terrible word. <laughs> I hated that word, wait. I was like, why? Just why do I have to keep waiting? But um, God was so good, and he, he was faithful. I'm telling you, yes, and in a part of me that was very faithful and praising him, and you could see it actually in my journal of the times that I was praying with faithfulness, and then the other times that I was kind of tanking, <laughs> and sometimes it was within the same journal entry, um, were the times that I realized, you know, through, through that, I, I really was like, God Okay, I came to the point, I think right before I turned 30, because when around like 28, I was, I was getting kind of discouraged and, um, and right before I turned 30, I, I had thought, okay, I'm just going to go try online dating, enough of this, whatever. And right before that, I said, you know what? I'm getting to the place where I'm saying, God, you're going to have to do it because I'm trying to manipulate this. See, I, I think that happens a lot of times. We get a promise 
And we don't believe the same God who gave us the promise, he's going to do the miracle to fulfill that promise. So we try to manipulate things because we want, oh, I want this to be true. I want to prove that God is right. He doesn't need to be proven that he's right. He's going to do it. And he made it so obvious and so uh, that it was him versus me trying to do it um, that I knew for for a fact that this was God doing this in so many different ways. And so I, you know, I praise God because he really, really was faithful all that time. He, um, I grew in so many ways that I needed to grow and things that I needed to learn. Um, and he was not late. He was right on time. He delivered his promises right on time. And, uh, that's just kind of the, the, I, you know, the tip of the iceberg of the story, but the kind of, is it in a nutshell? Is that better? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good. They tell more of that more accurate picture. That was more comprehensive, I think. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, on my end, I hadn't seen anybody in like seven years. And I'm 10 years older than Kristen. So I had to wait longer than her. Yes. And I had gotten to the point where I had pretty much given up because you have to understand, we don't live in an especially Christian area. Let's start with that. And so if you make if if you make that a prerequisite to finding somebody, you create a pretty small universe of people. I mean, if you just kind of, I remember doing the math this a couple of times. I remember saying like, okay, if you imagine like all the women in the world, that's like, whatever it is, three and a half billion, but then you reduce that to the number that are, you know, reasonably within your geographic area. And you reduce that number further to the ones who are, you know, age appropriate, reduce it further to the ones who are single right? Reduce it further to the ones who are like within your general sphere of influence. You're getting a pretty small number already. And when you, then you say, okay, I'm going to add this one more qualifier. You also have to like, you know, actually go to church and be born again, all that. You get a universe of zero around here. That's that's the truth of it. Then there's things that you and I both agree on that we align on that are very, very specific or even, you know, things that we haven't. I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, and I remember one time this friend of mine, oh man, Hope he's not watching this. So somebody came up to me. He's like, hey, listen, this friend that we have has a Match.com profile. He's like 50 years old. And she's like, she says, and on the profile picture, he's laid out on a couch, like trying to look seductive. And I said, I have got to see this because my plan was I was going to find this profile picture of his and I was just going to download it and I was going to put it everywhere. I even thought about like spending a thousand bucks to get a billboard. And it's it a just, waste of it was, bucks. but I didn't, I didn't do it. But anyway, the point is. <laughs> I went on to Match.com to find my friend's profile because I had to see his picture. And I, I couldn't find it. But as long as I was on there, I used their search engine to figure out – because I, I wanted to test my hypothesis about how few people there were in the area who was actually like single and born again. And so I said, all right. I used their search and I said, how many women within – I think it was like a – whatever it was, a 20-mile radius of me are there who are like within 10 years of my age? And it came back with 1,200 results. And I said, okay – now you can, and they have a little like button you can hit for like, okay, let's see how many people like, you know, take religion, like Christian and they take it seriously and it reduced it from 1200 to six, not 600, six actual people. One of whom was a pole dancer, by the way. And I only know that because the picture, her picture on the computer was her swinging around a pole. So six out of 1200 comes out to one out of 200, which is half of 1%. So it's like, it's like you're not dealing with a, a large universe of people here. And I'd pretty much, pretty much just given up. I mean, you know, um, it, it's not that there weren't people who were interested, but they were all – some of them were nice and, and some of them were crazy and you know some of the people I'm talking about. 
And, uh, but none of them were, you know, dedicated to Christ the way I, I wanted them to be, uh, any, any more really than nominally. Okay. So what happens right before I meet you, a few things happen. Number well, one, you were like the same thing. You were like 35 and you said you really started to get. Well, when I hit, when I hit 35, see, you have to understand West, my brother is two years younger than me. He got married when he was like 25 or something like that. So he's been married like 13 years now. Okay. I wouldn't say I was discouraged at 35, but I started to feel a greater sense of urgency then. So fast forward a few years now, I have nothing really going for me here. There was uh, one person who I wasn't really interested in, but she was at least single and born again. And at this point in my life, I was like, I, I, that's just basically it. Yeah, that's the only qualifiers I have at this point. It wasn't you, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you. And so for I just kind of knew this person on Facebook and she was nice enough and I wasn't really interested, but she, you know, sent me pictures of, of, you know, flowers and stuff. And she would tell me about how she was, would go into, you know, go into these gardens and think of me. And I was not interested, I'm telling you, but I said to God, I said, look, God, I'm 39 years old. If this is who I'm supposed to be with, then I'm going to, I'll do the right thing. I'll treat her like a queen. I'll be very happy with her. I'll find things about her that I, I love and I'll just focus on that. Okay. I did the right thing. So funny thing happens. This person lives about two hours away and I had to go to some convention that was in this general area. And so I, I uh, messaged her and I said, look, I have to be at this convention. We'd never met. I mean, I have to be at this convention. Uh, how about we meet and we'll go to lunch together? She says, this is right. This is within a week of her sending me pictures of flowers saying she's walking through gardens. Pictures of flowers this to person, a guy. And says she's walking through gardens thinking of me. I said, all right, fine. So I said, listen, uh, I'll be down in your area on such and such a date for this convention. Do you want to meet? She says, yeah, I'd love to meet, but, you know, um, we just have to be his friends because I'm seeing somebody. I'm like, what the heck was this? And at the same time, there's some other woman who had been pursuing me who's a total psychopath. That's true. And and a third who I wasn't really that interested in either. And so I went – I had to go to this convention anyway and I was pretty bummed because I basically – you know, this is like – the only reason I was even going to this stupid thing was to meet this person. I already lost my deposit, whatever. So it was like a two-night thing and I think it was on the second night that I was on Facebook and I happened to see that uh, somebody had posted something that I thought needed a response. It was a political post. And I'm not going to say too much about it, but I, I decided I had to respond to this. And I wrote a, pr a pretty good response. and didn't think much of it. And a few hours later, I said, you know, I should go back and check. I'm going to proofread it just in case somebody else reads this. And I, I want it to be my, my best grammar. And I actually, there were a few, a few typos in there and I, I changed it. Well, what I didn't know is that after I had changed it, Kristen's mother who had a mutual friend with this person saw what I'd posted. It had to do with a, a law in Alabama and she's from Alabama. And she said, well, you were with her when she saw it, right? What'd she say? Yeah. So we were uh, eating um, our whole family. Actually, we were together. We were eating um, at a restaurant, before, you know, and so we, we, this was something that was something close to her heart. Cause like you said, the issue at hand was a law in Alabama. My mom's from Alabama and this person posted this um, and my mom was like, I can't believe this person posted this. And she, the comment that comes up contradicting what this person had posted, she said, Ooh, whoever this guy is, he's got it right on. This is what, and normally, okay, you have to understand my mom. My mom would never just friend request a random person. Um, but she knew she had a lot of mutual friends with this person and, and, was saying, okay, I think she was so fired up because it was such, it was a, a godly Christian principle that this person 
this person was standing up for. So she's like, oh, she went on his profile and said, this is great. Amazing, amazing. Um, And friend requested him. So that's just – I mean, she just doesn't do that. Wait, wait, wait. You're leaving the part out where she was reading my profile to you and you were like, oh, this is the man of my dreams. He's everything I prayed for. (laughs) Right? Well, yeah. Leaving it out. She (laughs) – You've spoken – this is a 15-minute video. You've spoken for 13 and a half of these minutes and you're leaving out that part. I've spoken for 13 and a half? Yes. Wow. That, that tells a lot about our relationship. <laughs> oh, I knew I had to be with a person who doesn't talk as much as me. You do talk as, as much as me, but <laughs> um, I even talk about talking. Um, yeah, no. When she said – when she named the comment – named the comment. When she – read the comment out loud and said, I was very impressed. I was like, wow, that is amazing. That person is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then when she went on that person's profile, it was like, it was like someone went inside my brain and knew everything that I liked and made up a fake profile. It was so weird. It was something about, um, it was so specific too. It was my favorite movie. It was my favorite one of my favorite preachers. It was a uh, post about uh, different things. A post about things I'm passionate about. I mean, and these are specific things. We're not just talking general issues. Um, and she spent a lot of time on my profile. I did not. It was like because you were was you were mentioning to me stuff to me that I had posted like a year earlier. No, no, this is no, this is this is what's cool. This is what's God. I those things popped up because. I we weren't I wasn't friends with you yet. Okay. And when I it went on your profile, those are the things I don't know if Facebook populates that. Or I don't know. I don't know. But they popped up, so that's all I saw. So when I saw that, I thought, well, I I should friend request him too. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom had already friend requested. It just you. makes sense that you would send me friend request. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing: I just want to interject for the ladies. See, all I did was friend request him. I did not send him a message. I know a lot of. Uh, you know, there's this thing in culture now where all the girls are pursuing the guys. Let the guy pursue you if he wants. You know, let him pursue you. So I. Okay, let so you once again, me. you're leaving stuff out of this. No, of, I, important stuff. Oh, just I just I just sent him a friend request. Okay, I so did. first of all, she looked at my profile after she determined I was everything she wanted. She looked at my profile picture and she's like, yeah. So <laughs> more on that. No, later. that's but not the true. Other, the other part. The other part that is, is that she rearranged her profile to to put like her best pictures forward, okay, so that so that so? I would see it. So it's not just like you just sent me a friend request and then let me pursue you. It was like you you orchestrated this. Yeah, but how how would you have known? I just sent you a friend request. Well, I know this because you told me. So <laughs> where was I when I get this friend request? I had spent the day. My birthday had been only six days earlier. Chris, Kristen's birthday and my birthday a month apart, so she had just turned. Should I say your age? I don't want to say Yeah. I, so I you, just gave, turned, you just turned 30 right, a month earlier. Right. It's important because I dedicated my 20s to the Lord and okay, that, I, I turned 30. Okay. So if I could just get to the story. <laughs> so, it's like long form answers. <laughs> so, so just let me just get to the details real quick. I had just turned 40 the week was six days earlier. Okay. And honestly, was feeling really sorry for myself because I'm really good at self-pity. And that's something I've had to get rid of after I met you. And 
I, I had gone to this place called Top Golf with um, um, my office. I brought you know the, the two young women who worked for me went to my to Top Golf just to celebrate my birthday and also it was uh, one of their birthdays too. And we just took the day off and had fun. And I got back to my office at about three or three thirty or thereabouts, and I just decided to pull out the, my phone before I got in my car and I see this friend request, and it's from this girl, Kristen Pettit, and I said, "Oh, she's pretty." The heck. And, and then I saw that you, uh, you had sung at like a Mets game. I was a Mets fan. You had this whole, you had a bunch of these Christian quotes. And I thought this could be a possibility. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait, wait. You had already made a plan. I would, well, as I was about to say, before I exited the car, I had already made a plan. I decided I was going to contact you that night. And I did, but not before downloading. See, I, see, I was looking at a bunch of pictures on your Facebook page of you. There's like, like 40 of them, 50 that I really liked. So the problem was, Going to her Facebook page constantly and trying to find the, the the pictures was just a pain. So I just started – I downloaded like 50 of them into my phone, okay? And I don't think people are this interested, by the way. In I think they are. I think they are. It's so, hysterical. I don't know why I'm even doing – all right. So anyway, long story short, I sent her a message just saying hello and she sent me a message like a day later saying hello. And I had this podcast. I said, listen – would you like to come on my podcast? It was a political podcast. I didn't even know what I was going to have her talk about. I just needed like something to tell her. And she said, you know, basically, yeah, she'd come on. Funny thing is she never actually went on that podcast, but we started this one like, what is it, like nine months into our relationship or something like that. So it was almost, it was almost prophetic. Long story short, uh, she arranged for me to meet with her and her sister. And then when I went there, it was her and her sister and her mother and her nephew and me. I had by then deleted all the photos off my phone of her because I didn't know if I was going to show them like my phone and they were going to see these pictures and think I was like stalking her. But I tell you, you know, I'm not the kind of person to usually pursue somebody. And you could see that God had kind of set up a lot of things in my life. Um, first of all, there was the other person who I thought was vastly inferior to Kristen. And so when Kristen came along, it was like, okay, now we're talking. The other person lived two hours away. This one lived one hour. And I thought, well, if I was willing to drive two hours away for something that I wasn't really that interested in, certainly driving one hour to meet this supermodel here, um, you know, that was, that was very minor. And, you know, I'm a very deliberate person, but I also, you know, I get nervous like other people. And I just remember looking at your pictures and saying to myself, if I don't ask this girl out, I'm going to be kicking myself. Years from now, I'm still going to have these pictures and I'm going to be looking at these saying, I had the opportunity to go out with that. And I said, no, are you kidding me? And, and I remember even praying to God about this. Like, is this what I should do? Should I go out with this girl? And, and, or I remember saying like, is this wrong? And just feeling like it's wrong if you don't ask her out because you, you can't let fear get in the way of this. And so long story short, about a, a year and a week ago, I sent Kristen a, a message and I said, you know, would you like to go to, uh, uh, to, I think I said dinner at first and then I, I chickened out that I figured I'd be too nervous. I changed it to lunch. And you, how did you celebrate when I asked you out? She, well, did, first, she did a little dance. Okay, but she was so happy that this amazing that, guy who she just thought was kind of like average looking asked her out <laughs> that she, she actually did a celebratory oh God, dance. Kristen, we're, this, I don't think anyone's getting to the 23-minute mark in this video, so I wouldn't be too worried at this point. Okay, so then we can talk about how you're, the girls at your office put your mm. head on a chicken. Here's the thing. Check this out. So I knew I would chicken out and not ask her out. And so what I did was I told the the – women who work for me about Kristen because I knew if I did that, then they would force me to ask her out and would just like be relentless about it. And it got to the point they kept asking me, do you ask her out today? Do you ask her out today? And I kept like thinking of excuses why I didn't do it. 
And so finally they, they took a picture of my face and superimposed it over a chicken. Uh, and they put it on the office, around the office to emphasize, I guess, that I'm a chicken. And then I think I asked you out the next day. Yes. Or that day. One yes. of the two. It was totally God. Here's the thing for so many. I and mean, then she did her little dance, her celebratory dance. <laughs> I was like, yay. Now, here's a funny thing about Kristen. First time she met me, for those of you who have endured this, you know, almost half hour video now, is the first time I met her was at Starbucks. And for as much as she thought like, oh, this guy is just kind of average. Like, okay, I but I care, but I care about the inside. When I met her, all of a sudden now she thinks that I'm some kind of playboy <laughs> no. who ha- – seriously, who has like like been run around with all these other women, <laughs> right? That's what she thought of me. You came across very suave and debonair, which is good. I just – You said I came across very experienced. <laughs> Hi, how you doing, honey? Kind of thing. Yeah, because I was faking a lot of confidence. Hi, how you doing, honey? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly how I talk too. <laughs> I talk like I'm, I'm like a, a B actor in a 1930s movie. <laughs> Hi, how you doing there, old lady? <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what happened. That's how I remember it. Well, and I was I was very quick to be very I was very shy that day, but I wasn't really. That was shy. the only time I was with you, and you didn't talk. You know, I that? know because I didn't want you to think we were there for business, and I didn't want you to think that. Um, you know, I was after you. And then I asked you out and then I remember we went out together and I remember, uh, I was so nervous picking her up. I wore this great suit and I I met her parents and everything. I met her mom before I met her dad and I was so nervous. I forgot to get the door for her when we got the, got into the car together and we just went to a diner, you know, just was very informal. But I remember you were so talkative in the car and I was so happy because I didn't know if you were like going to be lukewarm and didn't, not really into it. And, and she just opened her mouth and started talking and that and was I've a year ago stopped. and she hasn't stopped. So, and I think I've gotten a few words in also. I, a few in there, <laughs> but that's about it. But it's great because we actually never, it, like we, we all kidding aside. Um, it's wonderful because there's like never any dead air. And like my biggest fear is that this is, it's kind of weird how like, you know, fears manifest themselves but like my biggest fear were like i'd go on these dates with you and there would just be this dead air and we'd just like nothing to talk about you know yeah, and that has I not put your fear happened at rest yes in fact i remember on our first date at the diner the waitress had to come back three times because you were talking so much that, that you hadn't looked at your menu <laughs> yeah it was it was amazing but anyway yeah. so our first date was just we, uh, a year ago today we went to a diner I think I had eggs. You had a salad, which you ate ten percent of, yep. and which is actually like our first several dates where this, we just kept ordering the same things. I was like, "Eggs? You're having eggs?" And you're like, yeah. "Eggs are very easy to digest. They go down. You don't have to worry about choking on them, and uh, it's you know they, they're not messy. You don't have to worry about." So you're like ready to sauce. go on a first date, order eggs. Well, omelet. And anyway, and so then I took her back to her house. And I went home and Kristen went and told everybody it was the best first date she'd ever been on. She went to church that night and all she could do was think about me. And I'm not exaggerating. That's a true story. And you were like, I found her. No, that was a week before. When you said yes to ask – when I asked you out and you said yes, I went and I immediately told my mother. I said, Mom, I found her. So I, 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 th- I think I said, I think I found someone. And, and I was just so thrilled. And I remember – I showed Linda uh, a, a picture of you. I said, I said, I found someone. I want to show you this picture. And I showed her. And she says, oh, she's too good looking. Are you kidding me? And it's true. But it doesn't bother me. So anyway, um, that's our story. And listen, here's the – for those of you who have lasted through this endurance <laughs> test here, I just want to add this. Finding Kristen occurred for me about a month after my pastor's wife had died. Mm-hmm. 
And we had prayed the blood and all those things and prayed for healing, prayed for salvation. Well, she had salvation, but, you know, prayed for a miracle and then it didn't happen. It didn't make any sense to me. And honestly, it still doesn't make sense now. And I was at a real low point in my faith. I wish I had mentioned this stuff at the beginning. But God had put on my heart ahead of time without me even really knowing it to pray for Kristen before I even knew Kristen. That he told me, I, I just felt I had to pray for a woman who loves the Lord above all else. I was praying for a woman who loves traveling. I was praying for, you know, someone who wants children. But it was, it was really very, very specific prayers. And I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, that was that was definitely you. And uh, God gave me his best. And I, I my life has never been the same. It's been the best year of my life. So thank you for that. And guys, thank you for sharing the last few months with us. We really appreciate it. Yes. So now, for those of you who are still awake after that snooze fest. Hey, I think it's interesting. It's interesting to us. I don't know. We'll see how interesting it is to other people by the response. You know what we should do is uh, we have these for, – for lawyers, we have to watch these continuing ed classes and a lot of them are on video. And so what they'll do to make make us – make sure we're watching them is they'll insert these codes yes. like like at different like random points to make sure people pay attention. So we should like – all right. So the code here for those of you who see this is 212313. So if you type that in in the comments section, I will know you actually watch this video. Do you like bears? I sure do. That's what the kiddos do. Yeah. Oh. So that's – that's okay, let's get to our okay. prayers. Chris, why don't you pray for yes. everybody and, and, you know, wake them up. All right. You know, I I think a great verse today is 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithful, faithless, he remains faith, faithful, for he cannot disown himself. And I just want to say, Jesus, thank you for your miracles. Thank you for who you are. Um, you know, all, all kidding aside, God, you, you have put together uh, – this relationship. And I just think it's such a, an amazing thing because, you know, it's like when God gives you something, you, you not only are so thankful for it, you'll never take it for granted, but it's something that God wants you to continually praise him about and to tell other people, whatever your testimony is. We all have a testimony. God, I pray that each person realizes their testimony and we use that for your mm. glory, Lord. And there's different testimonies for different things. We've all had different experiences and different things, Lord. And may we be faithful in sharing the testimony of what you've done in our lives, God. May we be faithful in sharing the good news about what you've done and how you've turned our lives around, God, and how you remain faithful. Even the times that we don't uh, live it up to our end of the bargain, Lord. You're not like, oh, okay, well, you you said, um, well, I'm not going to deliver on that promise now because you had some doubt. That's not the kind of God you are. God, if we abide in you, we may slip up. We may have moments where we doubt. But God, when we're, our heart is in that place to love you and to serve you, God, you deliver. And we've seen it in our lives and we've seen it um, in all of our friends' lives who are listening, Lord. So thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you that you are not a man who should lie and that you have um, been faithful in all things, all seasons, God, and you know the best and you're right on time, God. You're never late. You're never early. You're right on time in all things. And that is your nature. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to start with a praise report. This is, this is Juanita, isn't it? Yes, Juanita. All right, the name is cut off. All right, so check this out. So you might remember um, not long ago, we prayed for someone named Juanita. And she sent us this really awesome praise report I want to read to you guys. This is really very encouraging. She says, My dearest Jordan and Kristen, that's us, I would like to thank uh, you both for your prayers. I can feel the power while praying. I believe as long as I have God, I have a chance. My mom, Swar Sadie Mangle, introduced me to both of you. Thank you, Jesus. 
and I feel blessed that she did because every time you've prayed for me, I feel overjoyed right after. I went through a lot, but God brought me through everything every time, and as I say sometimes, I stumble, but I remember what a wonderful God we serve. I've come a long way and will continue to keep going by the grace of God. All right, now listen to this. Jordan, in your prayers for me, you've mentioned about my blood veins, and I broke down in tears today because I went to see a vascular surgeon, which I believe God guided me to do. Turns out I need minor surgery for my veins. I believe God spoke to you about that. Thank you. I don't need prayers for wealth, only for the health for my family, and everything else will fall into place. Stay blessed, both of you. So this is someone we prayed for. I, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. I prayed. I don't know why I prayed about her veins. She wasn't mentioning anything yeah, about her veins, but I, I think I prayed for like the blood of Jesus to run through her veins or something like that. It inspired her to see a doctor, and it turns out that she has an issue that they're going to correct uh, with her vascular system. So praise God for that. Uh, and Father God, in Jesus' name, we pray for Juanita and her mother, Swarsady Mangle. First of all, it's really encouraging to know that we're we're reaching people. But God, we pray for these people. I pray for their their veins. I pray that the Just blood God. of Jesus runs through their veins. I also pray, pray, more importantly, that the love of Jesus runs through their entire bodies and into other people. And I pray you take these people from being patients to being physicians, that you take them from people who need healing and you turn them into healers, people who can heal people of all things, their emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs, their monetary needs, everything. God, I believe these are great titans for your kingdom. I pray they do great things for your kingdom. I pray they are blessed as they go and blessed as they come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's get to our prayer requests for those people who are still with us. All right. Do you want to kick off? All right. We're going to pray for Queen, who is from Nigeria, and she has a cataract in her right eye, so she's asking for healing. I love your name, by the way, Queen. That's awesome. Um, and you you are royalty. You are God's queen, and uh, you have royal blood running through your veins as well. And I just pray, Lord, I just – there's so many times in the Bible where – and I know she's not blind, but this is an eye issue, and I think of – you know, with Bartimaeus, Lord, how you healed him. And so many times, Lord, especially with the eyes and how that's such a, an implication of that's such a symbol, God, of spiritual eyes being enlightened, spiritual eyes being opened. So I do pray for our spiritual eyes to be opened and I pray for Queen's spiritual eyes to be opened. But I pray for that, that cataract, Lord, in Jesus name. Lord, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what it looks like on paper, God. You can go in. You are the great physician. May you go in and heal her eye right now in the mighty name, name of Jesus. I pray that you do the work that you're wanting to do, God, and just heal in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal that entire area for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Juvi says, pray for financial needs and always good health for my family. I want to pray my father's also in the hospital because of emphysema, in his, which is a lung infection. Please pray for financial needs to support my father, that the blessings overflowing to my family because... God is a miracle worker. I believe and accept that God is our God, my Savior, my healer, and provider. That's a great faith prayer right there, mm-hmm. man, right? Yeah. That's, man, all right. Well, we're, then we stand with you. Because actually, you, Juve, you've already prayed it. Yeah. So we're just going to agree with you in prayer then That's for right. this, that you know we stand with you, that God is your provider. God is your healer. God will meet your financial needs. He will meet the good health for all your family. And you know it's so encouraging that we're getting praise reports of people who are getting financial needs met, people who are getting healed and things like that. Yes. And so we pray also, Juby, for your father in the hospital. Uh, we pray that he has clean lungs, no lung infections, 
Basically, God, we're asking for a supernatural lung transplant for Juby's father and that all of their financial needs be met. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ijaz says, please keep me in your prayer. I am from Lahore, Pakistan, and my family is broken. Broken. Broken, sorry. For um, <laughs> I thought that was the name of the family. For a year before, I have some financial problem. Oh, Lord. You know, you know it. this reminds me, this is a very similar prayer to um, the gentleman who gave us the praise report a night or two ago yeah. from Chicago. Yeah, Peter. Peter. And he said something very similar. And I remember we, I remember we asked him for more specifics and he, he messaged us with like the specifics that was going on and it was, it was pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was, it was the sort of thing where it needed a miracle yeah. and God provided a miracle. So that's yeah. what we're praying for Ijaz here. So Ijaz, thank you for your heart for your family. Thank you for your heart for Jesus. I can just, I just feel that you have such a heart that is, that's part of your, your testimony and your gift. Yep. That's what I'm just feeling for you. And God's going to use that heart that you have that burns for Jesus. He's going to use it in the restoration of your family, in the restoration of your finances. I said this the other night where I feel like finances are, you know, rough financial problems are a sickness the same way in healing, mm -hmm. you know, physical healing. There's the same kind of bondage that needs to be broken. And I often feel that the financial is a reflection of other things. And I feel like in this situation, the, the family problems and the financial problems are all tied together. Yeah. So in Jesus' name, I pray against this spirit of dissension. I pray against the spirit that's intertwining in, in trying to intertwine in financial and um, the family problems. And I pray for restoration. For the years the locusts have eaten, in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, you're right. You know, Jesus talks about um, how, well, just what he calls them, demons, you know, they don't come one at a time a lot of times. He says yeah. a lot of times they'll bring friends of theirs is actually what he, yeah. what he talks about. So you're right. A lot of the times these things are interrelated. All right. Justin is working in real estate, has no income, needs financial breakthrough. And actually, Vicky, as long as we're talking about financial breakthrough, uh, we're going to include her in that because Vicky sends us a prayer request just for the word financial, so I assume that's what that means. All right, so Father God, in Jesus' name, we pray for Justin and Vicky to experience financial breakthrough. Now, guys, listen, we've been doing a lot of videos on financial breakthroughs, and I think it was last week we did the, the series of the importance of giving in order to receive. So for people who are looking for financial breakthroughs and stuff like that, I really encourage you to watch it, okay? Some great learnings, learnings. great teachings in there from which you can learn. <laughs> Anyway, so God, Father God, for Justin and Vicky, I pray for supernatural financial increase for them. Yes, I pray God. that you meet all of their needs. If there's anything blocking that you need to address with them, please identify it with them and have them come into repentance. Get pride out of the way. God, there's nothing, there's nothing that gets pride out of the way, the way financial troubles do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can expand on that some other time, but, but God, these people are coming to you in faith, and we're joining them in faith that you will meet their needs and they'll send us praise reports. In Jesus' name, amen. I just realized, and I drew the connection for this next one, Juanita is so Sawartzi's daughter, and Sawartzi asked us to pray for her granddaughter. So I don't know if it's Juanita's oh. daughter or maybe a, a sibling's daughter. So um, I just realized the Good connection one. there. So unless... That's no. a common name, but I, I, I think no, it's the same. No, I think it's the same. Um, so, 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 Warty asked us to pray for her granddaughter Brianna, and I, I love her prayer in this. 
because she's concerned about her granddaughter, who's 15. And she's concerned about the crowd she's hanging around and, and being influenced and lifestyle choices, lifestyle choices making... and, and the enemies trying to woo her in. But she is also very proud of her granddaughter for who she is. She's saying, she said to, to us in the message, before I tell you about this, let me tell you about who she is. What a, right. And she affirms, she's almost praying with that and affirming all the wonderful things about her granddaughter and what, who she is in Christ. So, I just, I just want to say that. So Brianna is actually going to, she's only 15 and she's going to college. She's a very bright young woman, very accomplished. And we know that God has great pl- plans for Brianna's life and the enemy's trying to come in and destroy that, but he cannot destroy what God has set up. He cannot destroy God's plans over her life. We just pray for Brianna to see clearly. We pray, especially at this impressionable age, 15. I remember when I was 15. It's a very impressionable age. So I just pray. Uh, you know, I pray that, Lord, you you surround her with the right friends because there's a statement that says, you show me your friends, I'll show you your, your future. You become the five people you hang around. That's wisdom, God, for her to get surrounded by the right people and to to really have godly friends, godly Christian friends, uh, you know, find a, a church or a youth group or something that she can be a part of, Lord, and let her be drawn to that and take control of her mind, Lord, with, with the enemy meant for bad. You mean for good, Lord. So control, take control of the situation. And we know you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we have just a few people here who ask for prayers for their family. These are just kind of like these one-word prayer requests. But first, Nasir gives us a praise report for what Jesus has done in his family. Yes. He's not specific about it, but he, he just... Uh, in the message, he just said, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Look what you have done for my wife and my kids. I love you, Jesus. And he just kept saying that. And I just think that is so awesome this year. That's a great praise report, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but, so thank you, God, for what you've done for Nasir, but also for Titus, for Hosevata and Yeter Surnam. Uh, who were all praying? Well, maybe Hosvada might be praying for an actual house. Yes, he said it rains when it rains. Ah, uh, you okay, know. yeah. So God, we pray for the households of Titus and Yester Surnam, and also for Hosevada to have an actual home that doesn't leak water when it rains, and and one nicer than that. God, we know that you love the family and you're our provider. It's not it's not your desire that anybody really should should uh, be in a home. Where you know, the the roof is leaking, or or the or where there's family dissension, or anything like that. Yes. And so, God, we pray that you bring them out of this dry season, bring them out of the desert, and into the fullness of your kingdom and your blessing. God, we thank you for all of these people who participate in our program. We pray that that not only do they receive our prayers for them, but also that that they give those prayers out to other people. That just as Chris and I are praying for all these people every night, they go out and pray for people. You know, we live in such a dark world Mm -hmm. that just the smallest acts of kindness seem abnormal. The smallest acts of kindness stand out. And so, guys, I just encourage everybody out there to be emboldened in Christ and to let God's love shine through you and into other people. And just see how you you watch how your life is going to change when when you start just showing the love of Christ to people. That's my prayer for you guys tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we would be amiss if we did not do the call to salvation tonight as with every night. So we want to do that. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity to do that at this time. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. 
I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer, send us a message or you can comment on the video. We want to know and we want to help you get started in your first steps to walking with Christ. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed this uh, special edition episode here. <laughs> it was a very, uh, the brutally honest edition. Then, we'll, yeah, then we can get to like week one of our relationship <laughs> yeah. next year or something like that. Just do like an hour on that or something. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, thank you for just sharing this part of our life with us. Thank you for, you know, sharing the last few months with us. And, um, you know, it makes it very special. Um, it, it's It's really very wonderful. And I want to thank you personally for just making this the best year of my life. You're just the most wonderful person. You're the answer to 40 years of, of prayers. And um, I just love you very, very much. I love you and very much. It's been the best year of my life. And see why he's so great. I mm-hmm. mean, seriously, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you want to tell everybody how you prayed all around this house for me and everything? Uh- <laughs> no, you're gonna leave that. save it for another episode. But I did. I prayed for this one very hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it was all worth it. And I would do it all again. All right, guys. Listen, have a great weekend. Um, I hope you guys all stay safe and healthy and happy and holy. We'll see you Monday at 730. I just thought of it. Whatever. I'm just going with it. I'll see you Monday at 730. Uh, In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. And I pray someday for those of you who are looking for a good woman in your life that you guys are as blessed as me. Oh. And for girls to get what this Are you is. just going to copy what I just I said? I am. But like. <laughs> you got to think of something original. All right. Well, I'll just let you say it. I'll just smile. Okay. <laughs> Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs>Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.